Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Well, hello and welcome to this week's Countryside with Kiri Kermode and Simon Clark. It's been a busy weekend for us and what an exhibition of Manx produce was on display at the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival, Kiri, wasn't it? Oh, there really was. It was absolutely everything you could ever think of. And they were so proud selling their produce as well, the, the stallholders, the farmers, the growers. It was real in abundance. It was super, super show yeah, for everyone. There was uh, Manx drinks there that were producing and uh, even uh, you know, uh, different types of uh, cuisine you know, from... Uh, you know, um, originating from different parts of the world but of course one of the um, contracts you have to sort of have is, is that you've got to use certain Manx producers in in the production of it and that was one of the, the great things I think that attracts a lot of people to the food and drink festival and they can spend their time talking to the people who are actually serving you and they're the people that are making it and producing it isn't it? That's exactly right but also the provenance label was so poignant around the show field and everyone was so proud to say that it was Manx like you say from the different backgrounds all the different spices added in but the basics are that Manx produce. Yeah so here we are uh, quite a bit on that and also we're going to be finding out what the uh, Young Farmers Federation are up to Kerry aren't we? That's right a big mm. recruiting drive coming up for new members and they've organised a week long show of events all sorts to, for everyone to get involved in so so if they can go along and show your support and yeah, the, uh, super, super events organised, you can find them online as well. So we are, get the oven on because you'll be starving after you listen to all of this. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, I'm just about sunburnt from the Sunday at the Isle of Man Food and Drink Festival, Kerry. Uh, lovely weekend, wasn't it? And great feedback we've had and you know we'll, you'll hear that coming out of the people you know as we go through the program isn't it i think they've had a wonderful weekend it was so busy and there were so many stalls for everybody to go around there was, there was really something for everybody little or large it was a super super weekend yeah and the people that have been established since it started was it eight or nine years ago and to new people who have ventured into different things who were there for the first time and it seemed that nice atmosphere where people were sort of welcome on them in a way wasn't it oh there's a great atmosphere but it was nice that some of the people have been coming like you say from year one and how they've adapted their business as time has gone on and changes are afoot and uh, how they how they've dealt with demand and yeah some really interesting stories well of course the uh, topic of it was local produce being used in uh, just about everyone's um, wares that they were cooking or, or, or manufacturing or selling uh, on the day on the weekend and uh, we went along and spoke to some of the people in the tents and out in their little caravans and stalls uh, at the Villa Marina Gardens and here's a flavour of some of the people we spoke to. Lee Brooks from the community farm, you're doing a wonderful job and here tell us what's been happening over the last two days at the festival. We brought the farm down and then joined in with, uh, with the help of Robinsons and a few other guys to run the, the children's activities. So we've been planting some seasonal stuff, some radishes in, mustard and lettuce and things like that. We've brought the guinea pigs down, brought some hens down, they're laying eggs. And uh, we've got uh, Donald Trumpkin and uh, Kim John Cabbage out there. They're going head to head in the weight competition. Well, you've got a, the wormery in front of us. You've got a bottle of, um, I wouldn't say it's it's the classiest type of home brew I've ever seen. What's <laughs> in that bottle? This is the, the world famous wor- worm poo tea, which is just, yeah, the rocket fuel for the plants. The, the kids get to open up the wormeries, see it all getting turned out. And then that, that liquid that comes out of the, um, out the tap of the bottom is this really rich, nutritious stuff 
that we use just to give the plants a bit of a lift. Yeah, and that just is it just like um, starting off sort of septic tanks in that respect? Does it start the process of the growing or, or changing the soil? So the worms, they, they, um, they convert all the, all of the organic matter, all the leaves and all the eggshells and all that stuff that's gone into the, the wormery that the kids have put in themselves. The worms can convert that into something that the plants find more useful. So it kind of sugarfies it a little bit. So their, their poop is more available to the plants than, than, um, than if the leaves had just rotted down. So it's, it's just like, a, it's like an intravenous hit, really. It's just in exactly the right formula for the plant roots to, to get use of. So for the seeds, it just, it's just that little jolt, that, that kind of um, bolt of electricity of nutrition to, to get things yeah, going. Go on. Well, let's have a word with Michael Convig and Kaylee Cool. You've been demonstrating a bit of milking here, Michael. It's good to see. Yeah, we brought our cows here today um, from our farm in Santon just to show the public what we do every day, morning and night, and uh, yeah, give them a view of our lives and what we do every single day. But it's great that our, our cows on the island, they're, they're, they're allowed to roam freely and it's something that's um, been sort of welcomed by the farmers and government, isn't it? We've just got this new accreditation, which is a grass-fed, so on average, all our cows are out 214 days of the year, which is something we're really proud of. And uh, I doubt there's anywhere, many places in the world that will be able to match that from one creamery. So, and that also makes the milk high in omega-3. So it's good for you as well. And it's good for the cow being out in the summer sun. And uh, it's also good for us because we get more out of it. Well, Kaylee, it's, uh, as Michael's saying there, it's great that the, the public have had a chance to, to come and see it close up. and. You've been doing a bit of commentary on it and what sort of feedback you have and there's, there's kids there and even parents with their mouths open thinking, are we this close? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really nice to um, interact with people. And there's one thing as well, you look at the cows and it's in the farmer's best interest because people come here and they go, wow, we can touch them, we can go that close and the cows look really friendly and everything. And calm cows and well looked after cows, you talked about the bedding and stuff, when they're comfortable, they, they, you get a lot more out of them, don't you? Yeah, exactly. As long as you look after the cow, um, she'll look after you with the, with the milk production. So, yeah, it's just, again, just explaining to people that they, they are well looked after and it's in our best interest, of course, to feed them to uh, have the highest possible welfare and it's just trying to put that across whether there's some really mixed messages um, around social media at the moment and it's nice to put our side of the story out there yeah. well, Charles Miller and Martin Anderson I've, you're in charge uh, of this place here for this weekend aren't you? Yes it's been our uh, eighth year now running the bar for DEFA and to showcase what the island can produce in terms of real ales and ciders and soft drinks it's pub goers yeah they know what they're doing and, and they know what they like the ipas and the malts you know the dark multi beers and the stouts and porters but with the non-pub goers they're coming in and seeing such a large range well we can then talk them through the various options of wheat beers we've had a gluten-free beer for the first time this year we've had a, a vegan friendly beer from Ocals this year the Truscallion 2 um, which has been very popular so yeah we we're here to sell beer, but we're also here to educate. Yeah, but I mean, with 28 uh, or so different ones here, I mean, what is the difference uh, between all the bitters? Is it is it mainly hops? Yes, really. Obviously, you've got the different ABVs of them as well. So you've got your session beers and you've got your serious um, 
upper strength ones. There is people looking at all the, the different types you got there and going, yeah, I'll just try a little bit of that one, I've never had it. Because I suppose a lot of the pubs at the moment stick to ones that they're fairly familiar with and know that'll sell because I suppose the, the lifespan of bitter isn't quite the same as some of the other beers is it? No I mean generally speaking with, it, with, it, with a beer the, the stronger the alcohol is a preservative so the stronger uh, the beer in, in ABV in alcohol by volume the longer it will last so something like uh, an ordinary bitter or, or Oakles MPA that's 3.6% uh, or the wheat beer from um, Hoodie Ram at 3.5%, they'll last three, four days after the cask is open. A stronger beer, four and a half, five percent, will last up to a week. So let's talk gin. So I'm talking to Ian Warborn Jones, I'm the distiller at Seven Kingdom Distillery. Now this is something new for the Isle of Man. This this tell us about this gin. Okay, so uh, I'm producing a a Manx gin. I, I forage some of the botanicals myself from the north of the island. We use gorse, Manx honey, pine and bay leaves, which we all source from the island. What uh, got you into this? I mean, were, are you, were you a gin drinker and thought, surely we can do better than the usual brands design? Well, I'm a winemaker by training. All oh, right. So uh, what I've tried to do is bring some of that winemaking rigour to the gin making process. And given the quality of the produce available on the island, I think uh, gin is a natural step forward. Now, is this something where you can use quite a bit of produce from the island? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And what, what would, would be in it as, uh, as far as local things are concerned? Well, the, the major botanical that I use is gorse. Really? Yeah. Which is Plenty a, of that. Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and it's such a fabulous flavour. It smells like coconut and it tastes like mango and it, it gives a really nice note to the gin. So let's talk meat, and yep. we're talking to Rob Tier. Congratulations, you've got the only Isle of Man Butchers Provenance label, haven't you, for meat? Yes, we're very pleased with that. I think it's a great initiative from uh, from the department. It's because we know the farms, we know the the, 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 the breed and the feed and, and everything else, and we buy locally, and um, we're trying to help every, keep everything sustainable. We're supporting the farmers and they support us and I think it's working well. Look at this sign here, the Butcher's Charter. Tell us a bit about that. Well, the Butcher's Charter, you can see uh, Mark has signed it because it, it says here uh, something we are very committed to, that we only sell Manx meat. Now, if you buy a pork chop or a steak or a shoulder of lamb in our shop, you know it's Manx. Okay, so... Even our even our pork sausage, you know, it's it's got Manx meat. It comes off the the body of the the, the, the pigs that we buy in. So we've signed up to this and saying like we're not going to we're not going to buy something that's turned up from Uruguay and we don't know anything about. We won't do you know we are selling traceable local produce. Well, Claire Lewis, Alaman Goats, congratulations! You've won thank the you. best stall here at the two days the Alaman Food and Drink Festival. Yes, yes, thank you very much. Um, that was a surprise when they came up with the trophy and the rosette and everything. We weren't expecting that. It's lovely that it has gone to a primary producer, though. That's that's terrific because it is the Food and Drink Festival. You've got something here: the the goat meats, the furs here as well, the socks. There's all sorts of produce plus the goats in the pen as well so there's something uh, to occupy the youngsters while the adults are dealing with you. Yes yes we've we've had lots of kids helping us bottle feed the kids today um, which has been great fun Um, and apparently uh, the reason that won the best stand the judges said that it was because um, of our ethos of trying to use as much as possible from our goats so that obviously um, you know resonated with them. How have you enjoyed the food and drink festival? 
liked it very much. Yeah, have you been eating everything on all the stands? I've ate most of the stuff. Really? What was your favourite? Chips, cheese and gravy. You're here looking at the goats now, though. What do you think of these? I really like them and I really like the girl ones with... That's got pink tags. Yeah. <laughs> Where would you put it? In my back garden. Uh, really? My back garden or my room. Yeah, it's the room in the garden. <laughs> I don't think my parents would allow me. I think they'd be chewing on my doobie when I go to sleep. You'd have to feed them every day, though. What 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 would they eat? Do you know what they eat? Hey, wait. Yeah? Don't they have hay? And if they're really young, don't they have like milk? Milk. Goat's milk. Milk. Yeah. Yeah, they drink goat's milk, not cow milk. All right. And, and, and cows drink cow milk. <laughs> Yeah, but they're only little. Once, if they were the big ones with the big massive horns, they wouldn't scare you, would they? No. No? No. Oh, well. I just get sheep. Yeah? You like the Lochtons? No. No. Too many horns on them. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, how successful was the hot dog eating competition last night here at the uh, Ville Marina? Success is uh, determined by how much fun people had, and I think... It was a whole lot of successful times last night. People were roaring with laughter, and they were just cheering on their uh, contestant. They had, we had eight contestants, wow. and they all had a big crowd of people. It was just a lot of fun. But your hot dogs are very special. They are fully 100% Manx produce. Absolutely. We use the best pork shoulder and beef meat that we can possibly buy from Al Tier at Balakili Farm in Andreas. Do you think it makes them extra special? Oh, absolutely. It's a local product. Yeah, it's, it's uh, born, raised, reared, and made here on the Isle of Man. Well, I can't say that honestly. We, <laughs> since hot dog making is a completely different process than making sausages, I have to ship the meat to a production facility that I, that I own down in Kent. Ah. Um, it's a lot more involved in making sausages, and until I can bring the, um, the, the facility here to the island, we ship it down to Kent. They make it into the hot dogs there, and they send it back to us here on the island. Willie Qualtrough, we're here at the Ville Marina for the Food and Drink Festival of 2017. The Balacaran Meat Company has been going now a couple of years, so you're not new to this today, but you have a new venture here, though. So for the last four years, we've been selling online and through a Facebook page, and this year we've decided or tried to encompass more Manx produce as well as just our own. The launch of a new mobile farm shop that we hope to travel around the Isle of Man at various points, places of work, housing estates, anywhere we can make local produce more accessible to consumers. It's all well and good having a static place to go and buy, but a lot of the time mums, they're on the run, aren't they? You know, school runs, shopping, errands, whatever else. So it is a good idea. Would you target more community areas then? Yeah, community areas, especially to start off with places where there's maybe um, no access to local produce, a couple of villages where there's no butcher shop, so hopefully there'll be no confrontation, we'll not be stepping on anybody's toes and we'll just try and make everything as convenient as possible. We'll have a, a regular timetable where we can set up and people can get used to us being there at a certain time during the day, during the night. If people aren't able to make it, they'll be able to order via the telephone online and we do a home delivery service. Marcus, I caught up with you in the qualifying rounds for the Chef of the Year competition and here we are today at the Food and Drink final and you are the winner. Well done. What dish did you choose for today? I did the, did the same dish I did in the semi-finals, which was a pork belly dish from Balakali Farms, which is pressed pork with a black pudding and comfy fennel. 
So kept to the same dish as what we did in the semi-finals. And buying and using local produce is is absolutely essential, I believe, in this industry. Oh, of course, so, you know, there's 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 no food miles on it, which is the most important uh, sort of criteria that you follow. But you know, we 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 got so many good producers nowadays. Um, so it would be a shame not to use them. So it would, it's, a, it's a good thing now. I think it's moved on a lot. And you had obviously stiff competition as well. Oh yeah, no, fantastic. You know, it's, it, just, it, think, uh, it just shows you how far the Yarnaman food chefing scene has come. Um, you know, Sam was fantastic. I mean, fantastic dish. So you sort of, you look at it, you think, well, that's all great, you know. And even watching Student Chef of the Year, it was also a great thing. So there's... A lot of good up-and-coming talent anyway, which is good for the Alaman. Well, there we are. The great feedback that we had from all the people uh, that we could manage to speak to during the weekend, uh, selling their Manx produce and just being involved with a lot of it, the manufacturing, even if they're not even selling it, being part of producing things that were on sale was great, wasn't it? So uh, there we are. And uh, I'm sure they'll be back uh, next year with uh, with even more new entrepreneurs uh, using the Manx produce. Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, on the show field, uh, there was no pigs on display, but you spoke to some people with uh, a pig connection. That's right. I caught up with a VIP guest for this year's festival, which was the Ladies and Pigs, and they did some wonderful cookery demonstrations, and I caught up with Sue to find out what they got up to. We still have groups throughout the country. I'm from Yorkshire, if you may know by my <laughs> accent, and we have groups and we go out to shows, events, supermarkets. We're actually sponsored now by the pig industry, so Levy Payers Money gives us sponsorship, and they've bought us a big mobile kitchen, and we go out just showing people how easy it is to cook with pork. A lot of people don't even use pork mince. A lot use beef mince, but haven't used pork mince. In Italy, when you make a lasagna, it's half pork and half beef. So, and it is very tasty. When the beef scale was on, a lot of people use turkey mince, but it, that's very bland. So we do meatballs today. We've been doing meatballs. There's pork mince stir fry. Um, and so we want people to have one pot recipes because we're all busy oh, in and out. Mums are rushing about. Interesting to know that on a night when you're making your evening meal, the average cooking time that you want to spend cooking a meal is 23 minutes. That's all. So quick stir fry, something flashed in the pan. But now we don't really want to be doing ready meals. We want to know that we've made it ourselves from good produce. So a lot of our recipes, if your listeners want to go on our website, ladiesinpigs.co.uk, you can download all our recipes, the recipes we've been doing today, and they are nearly all one-pot recipes within probably half an hour. Well, this is, it's having the ideas, isn't it? You know, everyone, like you say, uses the white meat, maybe beef, but pork is so simple to use, isn't it? And, and it seems to be cheaper. Yeah, and I think we get stuck in rut we're all the same we think what can I do this week we go shopping and think I'll do my shepherd's pie I'll have my sausage and mash but I say to people why don't you have one night a week treat yourself to a new recipe night we'll all have recipe books in our cupboards and we can google we can go on the web so get your listeners to google ladies (laughs) in pigs and this week maybe Wednesday night everybody download a recipe off our website and then they can make a lovely 23 minute pork recipe farmers work so hard to provide such a, a fabulous product like this you must be ever so proud to be going around the country yeah and a lot of our ladies that come with us all work on pig farms they are passionate that they know 
that they know that the customer is buying the right product. And will you be having a chance to get around on some of the pig producing farms here on the island in, during your visit? Yeah, we're going off in the morning. Uh, we're just packing up now um, and then we're going to go and see Rachel Ranson's farm and see how she gets on. And she actually would like to do a Ladies in Pigs group on the island. So if there's pig farmers out there, get in touch with Rachel and maybe we could have a Isle of Man group as well. This is it. It's that joined up thinking, isn't it? And promoting everything that's good within, within the agricultural industry. Yeah, it's get great to network. And I think that's what we need to do. You know, people have been saying, you know, are you using meat off the island? And so that's been the network here. Yesterday when we did a demonstration, Rachel came and talked to people about her put, her farm and, you know, the use of different things in her farming methods. So it was great to hear it from the horse's mouth. That was Sue Woodall from Ladies and Pigs. You caught up with one of the main organisers of the day, Deffer's Audrey Fowler. Yes, she's the marketing manager for DEFA and she's very highly involved on the weekend, certainly well long before it I'd imagine as well. Uh, But I managed to catch up with her late on the Sunday afternoon uh, just to get her view on how the weekend had gone. It's a lovely sight actually I have to say, there's a lot of work goes in from a lot of people and um, to see the sun shining and the crowds just coming along and enjoying the Max food is lovely. A lot of the feedback from farm and people and the people who are producing these crops as well is that it gets the chance for a lot of the maybe people in Douglas who never get to see cows close up and they're yeah. quite surprised by it. Well they are, um, I think that's what's so satisfying about organising this event is that you are actually bringing something to town people and um, they're just not used to seeing these things you know, a country people were used to seeing our animals grazing in the grass out in the open air but these people don't understand where our local food comes from and we need to educate them and have they had much feedback from from them actually thinking wow we didn't expect loads of people come up and asking us questions and things like that yeah the, the public are asking a lot of questions and the exhibitors are sort of shocked at how educated they are and um, surprised yeah. what they want to know isn't it yeah yeah i mean for these exhibitors it's not just being here on the day um, they do get a lot of new trade by being here, new orders weeks and months after being here, so it it does help develop the economy. You know, the the surveys revealed were over £100,000 spent, so that's a knock-on effect, it just, you know, it grows and grows. It's still here on the, the late on on a Sunday afternoon and it's still hot, isn't it? It's absolutely buzzing. I don't think I have ever seen it so busy. No. Yeah, we're on our ninth year now. 30 exhibitors nine years ago. We're up at over 60 and 10th uh, anniversary next year, which we're really looking forward to. Get some really big sponsorship in forward, you know. And the sun's nearly shining. Yeah, it is. It's a lovely day. The marketing manager for DEFA, Audrey Fowler, and uh, just finding a couple of minutes spare to have a quick chat with me. And I also bumped into Martin Perkins, MHK for Garth, and also a member of DEFA to find out what he thought of the weekend. It's gone extremely well and it's a very special part of the Manx calendar. The, the food and drink over the last three years has sort of gone up you know, exponentially and who would have thought we've got 300 products here that the public can have a look at and they can purchase and they're all produced on the Isle of Man. The sun is shining now here at the Villa Marina Gardens and it's a great setup and it's just about perfect. It is perfect, but it's got a serious economic message uh, to everybody. Agriculture is worth about 70 odd million to the to the island, and uh, we're targeting it up to over 100 million. And it's so important, and, and the public uh, we're changing the attitude to um, really coming around and supporting Manx produce. Be a lot uh, to think about, isn't it, for people where they could maybe save five pound on buying some unnecessary things and 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 
spend that little bit extra on their shopping trip for a week to support the locals. Well, that's, you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head. And of course, every pound they spend on local produce to the economy is worth about £1.84, 85 something really? like that. And that is the multiplier effect. And that's why it's so important that we do buy Max where we possibly can. Defa member and MHK for Garth Martin Perkins. Well, that's the, uh, of course, Food and Drink Festival done and dusted for another year. But things coming up, it's a busy enough time for the Young Farmers Federation, Kerry. That's right, the Isle of Man Young Farmers are busy organising their events for the National Week. And I caught up with Secretary Hayley Crow, Chairman Finlow Creer and Vice Chairman Robert Watterson to find out what events they've organised. We start on uh, Sunday the 24th of September. It's actually a week out of line at a Nationals week, but it doesn't make much difference. <laughs> the Isle of Man's always been different. <laughs> yeah, we're Manx, we're different. Hoping to pull a chapter from Peel to Douglas in aid of breast cancer Isle of Man. And then uh, on the Monday, Northern Young Farmers have kindly set up an outdoor cinema night for everyone, which will be free with snacks provided. And the weather's still quite nice now, so that could be something really different for all of the family. Yeah, hopefully if the weather's nice, it's going to be outside and they've made arrangements. If it is going to be bad weather, it can be inside. And whereabouts is that hosted? Silly Moose Campsite, Balakalingan Farm, starting from 7pm. And then it continues, Rob? Yeah, on Tuesday the 26th, Southern have uh, organised a bingo night at the Palace, starting at Quarter past seven, over 18s only. But there's cash prizes to be won at the bingo, so it might not to be missed. No, it should be a bit different. It could be quite competitive. On Wednesday, the 27th, East Newham Farmers hosting a night at the Fun Barn and Laser Blast. An hour of uh, Laser Blast and an hour of the Fun Barn, all ages, from seven o'clock. It's gonna be a, I think it's going to be a bit of a seniors competition, <laughs> in, and then there's going to be a juniors competition in it. So that'll be, be good to see like which juniors are the top shots. Thursday the 28th, it's a walking treasure hunt around the streets of Castletown, starting at half six, starting and finishing at the Viking pub with uh, food provided afterwards. But it certainly looks like there's something for everybody. You've really tried to put out there and organise events for all ages and, and all abilities then. Yeah, well, we didn't want to like settle down on just one thing that if you're not into that, then you, can't really, you don't really want to do it. If you did a good spectrum, so everybody had a good chance to pick something at least that they could take part in, hopefully enjoy as well. And you've also got a busy weekend as well at the end of it, Finlow. On uh, Friday, we've got um, rugby and netball matches against the police. So obviously all our man young farmers already have a netball team, so that's handy. But if anyone else wants to join in, over 14s. And then um, the rugby game with the police as well and a bit of a social at Vagabonds after that. And then on the Saturday, we've got the all man young farmers at the ending of the week is the four ball at the Masonic Colin and Douglas Black Tie Bonanza. So it's an absolutely packed week and everybody can take part and it, and it is a big recruit drive for the Isle of Man Young Farmers. Yeah, we just want to up our numbers and especially try and encourage more active members and keep the members that we've got already happy as well. But it just shows it's not just agriculture anymore. No, we've got to accommodate for all sorts of people's interests. So Hayley, as a secretary, you've had a busy spell trying to get all this National Young Farmers Week organised. It seems a good drive and a good idea 
year for recruitment. That's it. This week is about highlighting everything that you can gain from the young farmers. Like Finlay was saying before, it's not just about agriculture. There's so much more involved in the young farmers. It's about meeting friends for life, networking opportunities. You might come to one event on the Monday night that you don't know anybody, but by Friday you might have met friends that you'll keep for the rest of your life. It really is about seizing the opportunities that are out there and that are available and just coming along and trying something new, basically. Um, you know, you might have got involved with the young farmers through the netball team and then you might end up that you're attending the stock judging event next summer that you never thought you'd be on a yard judging <laughs> cattle but these that's the type of things that you can just have a go get involved grasp the opportunities while you can so if you do want to get involved you can find us on the facebook page alaman young farmers or you can send an email to us iomyoungfarmers at outlook.com just drop us a line message us on facebook you'll find us and just yeah get involved that was Haley crow federation secretary finlow career chairperson of the federation of young farmers and rob watterson the vice chairperson Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Well, they had a fine array of uh, enthusiastic people who were selling um, their produces at the Alaman Food and Drink Festival and also available to the general public to tell everyone about it. It was just great. It was a brilliant weekend. It was an absolute privilege to go round and everyone was so proud of what they were doing and I think quite a lot of locals spent quite a lot of money that day too. Well, hopefully they did. And also, of course, uh, if you want to, you're looking for your youngsters to get involved in some sort of community uh, events, uh, go and join the Young Farmers. There's plenty to do in that. There's so much to learn in Young Farmers, the friendships you make, the networks and the, the courses and tasks that they can put you on it can set you in good stead for the future good all right that's it for this week's countryside we'll be back next week with more so from me simon clark and me kerry kermode we'll see you then bye-bye bye-bye don't sit in the slow lane join the fast lane right now with shaw's all new super fast plus broadband enjoy more bandwidth amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just 23 pounds 95 per month so don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.